how best to bet that PSL toss bias. Plus, India versus West Indies in ODI. It can only be cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, one, two, three, easy as A, B, C, the only cricket podcast which tells you exactly what is going to happen. I'm Ed Hawkins, another busy pod, Sam Collins. Yes, indeed, Edward Hawkins. We're deciphering India's one-day series against West Indies. We've got more Pakistan Super League action as well, and we've got the usual gang on board to help us do it. Welcome, of course, to betting.betfairs, Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Paul. Hi Sam, how are you? Very well, Paul, very well. I'm back again, like the renegade master that he is. It's Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Hello, Richard. Another lovely warm welcome, Sam. Evening. The warmest of welcomes on this cold day to be a citizen of the United Kingdom, Richard Mann. Um, lots to let, lots to get through. India versus West Indies starts on Sunday, of course. I'm reading Ed Hawkins' line. Um, Carry on, I'm enjoying it. I'll take your line. <laughs> Just keep going. Tasneem Samarkhan is also here to give insight into the trends and players to watch for that one. Yeah, PSL games we're covering between Quetta and Islamabad and Karachi v Zalmi. And we tell you the top three batters and bowlers to follow for the tops markets in the PSL. Let's go. So we start with a PSL outright check from the Betfair Exchange. Prices, of course, are subject to change. At the top, where? At the top, at the bottom, whatever it is. Start at the front. 2.6 is Multan, who have busted the toss bias and are, of course, last year's champions. Fours are Islamabad, 4.2 Lahore, 7.4 Zalmi, 8.2 Quetta and 8.4 Karachi, the pre-tournament favourite. Quick bit of housekeeping from Edward Hawkins. Yes, six out of the seven games so far have been won by the chaser at Karachi. There are another eight games left there before they switch the tournament to Lahore. The toss trend is consistent now. It's standing at 81% in the last 32 matches at Karachi in T20. Also be aware that England and West Indies players should be involved by the weekend, possibly Friday. Three-day quarantine for them. So Chris Jordan in for Karachi. Liam Livingston, Saki Mahmood to Zalmi. Rovman Powell, hitter of that brilliant century. And to the Sultans, Reese Topley to Islamabad. James Vince to Quetta. Paul Krishnamurti, this is another cluster bomb of a tournament in terms of the chase bias um how is backing the chaser working out for you is the market wise to it well it's had its first loser today first six or one just lost today although you could say that there were mitigating circumstances because it was quetta doing the chasing against Mortan, arguably the weakest versus the best it was close anyway um the market is wise to it it is shortening by maybe 10, 15%, 20%. I mean, for example, I'd say if the match was evens at the start, you'd probably go down to 1.72, something like that, after the toss. Um, that said, uh, we had a couple of big scores chased down, a 190 and a 
205. And in both cases, they were quite big prices. This team back in second, I think the 190 was two to one. Can't remember exactly. I think it was about four to one, to a six one. Okay, thank you very much. Richard Mann, can you spare a nugget from your kiddie meal to give us to bet on as this tournament continues? I will do my best, Sam. I love a love a go in the top batsman markets as we all do, um, and I and I often like playing lower down the order trying to get some value. But in this tournament so far, it just wouldn't have paid. So seven matches so far, fourteen completed innings, eleven times the openers have won the top batsman market. Obviously, you've got to get the right one. But I mean, these guys are going off five to two, three to one, seven to two sometimes. Um, and at the moment, you've just got to stick with the openers. I'm afraid. Okay, Okay, thank you very much. PSL match preview for games coming up. But Ed Hawkins has the top three batters and bowlers to follow on the tops markets. Yes, this is your cricket only better win rates. Who are the best guys to follow for top run scorer and top bowler on individual matches? And Richard's absolutely spot on. Your top three batsmen to follow in reverse order is Mohamed Rezwan with a 31.2% Win rate in the last two years. Alex Hales is next best with 38.4%. And then top of the tree, no surprise, Baba Azam with 44% win rate. Now, Baba and Hales are probably not going to be ever short enough in this tournament, so they are going to be value. Rizwan, however, is right on the cusp, and it's going to be tricky to get a price which matches. For your bowlers, reverse order once again. Hassan Ali, 45% returning. Nassim Shah, 50% 50% and Shanawaz Dani, 61%, the Smultan Sultans player. And he's going off around about 11 to 4. Okay, hope you made a note of those. India versus West Indies still to come. Tasneem Samarkhan still to come. Best bets still to come. But first, the Pakistan Super League previews. Keta Gladiators versus Islamabad United on Thursday is our first game. We're expecting Islamabad to be at 1.7, possibly shorter. Ed Hawkins has a lowdown for us. Yeah, Queto may well line up like this. Bit early for those quarantine players. Uh, Asan and Smeed, really impressive opening partnership so far for them. Ben Duckett's having a decent time of it. Iftikhar, Safaraz, Qureshi, James Faulkner, Nawaz, Sahail Tamvir, Nassim Shah, remember him from our top three on your bowlers, and Mohamed Hasnain, who's had a, an alarming dip, actually. Islamabad United lineup like this, we think. Sterling, Hales, Gerbaz instead of Munro, which has been a bit of a surprise. Azam Khan and Asif Ali, uh, terrifying power there in the middle order. Shadab Khan, Mubasir, Fahim, Hassan Ali, Mohamed Wasim Jr. and Marsha De Lang. Islamabad United did the double over Quetta last year. Uh, the season before, Quetta did the double over Islamabad. Why? Because they chased uh, in both games and Islamabad chased in both games as well. Richard Mann, the question is obvious. Are Quetta trustworthy with the toss bias in their favour? They couldn't do it against Moulton. No, I wouldn't trust them, to be honest. I was a bit, I was disappointed today against Moulton. I thought it was a real good opportunity for them to get over the line. Um, and Islamabad, they're a side I'm really looking forward to seeing more of. We haven't seen much of them yet, but I, I think they've got the potential to be really strong and very impressive in the first game. And I think it's that top three, Sterling, Hills, Gerbaz, they're going to go hard, they're going to go quick. 
Um, and I think they're going to take some stop in that top three. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Innings runs wager possible here with Keta identified on previous shows as perhaps a weak bowling attack. Yeah, I think so. Um, they did restrict Karachi to one one three, but I, I'd rather look on the evidence of the other games. Um, struggled to didn't defend one ninety in the first game against Elmi. Um, one thing I would just say, for, first of all, about this game as well, is that these two sides were 10 points apart last season. So maybe this is the one game where the toss bias is not too reliable. Um, Islamabad absolutely could go big here. I mean, they chased that down yesterday in no time at all. I think that 200 is very gettable on this pitch, on this, at this ground. Um, it's been going off around three to one. So um, absolutely look at that, maybe even eight to one, about 210. I mean, you look at their top order, Hale, Sterling, Ramanana and the mid and the middle order pound, they could get anything here. They really could. Yeah, if I can just quickly jump back in, the, the, the note I'd made here is is betting overs on potentially the first six overs because we know what Sterling's like. He's always been the same. He'll go hard. Alex Hills, he doesn't bother with the anchor roll. He just goes hard. It's it's a knots thing, really. They just try and win the boundary count and it served them so well in the blast. Um, so it's, occasionally they're probably going to be 30 for three, but I think more often than not, they're probably going to be 65 for naught or one after six overs. So... If, if if the line allows that, I'd be buying in the first six overs. Okay. Ed Hawkins picked out Nassim Shah in his top three bowlers to follow. Any side markets views from both of you for this one? Yeah, I'd agree with uh, Nassim. Faulkner's been quite tidy for me, but Nassim's the one. I mean, he was really impressive in the match on Friday when they were when they just failed to defend. I think he's been outstanding, to be honest. Um, I think he's had one poor game, but other than that, He's looked very, very good. And I'm just not sure about Faulkner's wicket-taking threat. And the rest really don't look don't look up to much. So I think Nassim should be hard to beat throughout this tournament. Okay, big tick for... Oh, sorry, Paul Krishnamurti. Didn't yeah, just get your... going back to the point Richard was making before about backing openers. Um, I mean, this is a golden opportunity, I always said, to be backing Hales. Um, or, or Sterling, but I'd prefer to back Hales because on the one hand, I think this is a potentially one-sided game. They might not be chasing that much. It might well be done quite easily. And on the other, as I say, there's a toss, there's a bias towards the openers on, uh, at the moment anyway. It does seem that the best time to score the runs is early in the innings. Um, he's often enhanced on Betfair Sportsbook. He's usually enhanced player. You might well get three to one. That would be a good bet. Also, I'd look at Hales and Sterling for man of the match, really. Um, every chance that they're either batting first or second, they're just going to produce something special okay lovely stuff that really is a tick for Keta versus Islamabad United um what can we find for Friday's game between Karachi and Peshwar Zalmi I wonder Zalmi likely to be slight favorites um I would have thought Ed Hawkins yeah players could be out of quarantine for this one so Karachi may well line up like this Babra Zam and Shahjil opening the batting Joe Clark Imad Wazim and Nabi. Look out for Nabi. He's been uh, used as a bit of a floater and used up the order. Gregory, Yamin, Jordan coming in, which probably doesn't help them a huge amount given his form in the Caribbean, who made as if Amir and Hassan. Zalmi then, Yasir Khan and Livingston, who was rather underused for England, I felt, in the Caribbean. So it'd be 
good for him to be opening the batting again. Hyder Ali at three, Talat and Sherb Malik, who have been solid, cutting Rutherford, Wahab, Sahail, Saki Mamoun, and Usman Kadir. Well, Krishnamati, do you agree with Ed Hawkins' assessment of those teams, and how do you plan to bet on this one? Um, yeah, I think that they sound pretty reasonable lineups. Um, the bet that really appeals to me is I think runs. I know Karachi, I mean, look, they've been terrible, they've been the worst favourites imaginable. We, we were quite, you know, dismissive of them being favourites last week, but they couldn't have been worse. Um, I can't believe that a lineup involving Barbaraz on Shajal Khan and Joe Clark is going to not going to take off somewhere. And I think Zalmi could be the weak bowling attack. I mean, they are boosted by Saki Mood if he comes in. But they bowled and fielded really badly against quite a gladiator's exception of um, Muslim Kadir. Um, they got slaughtered by Islamabad batsmen. So I think this is the game maybe to look at total runs and total sixes. And just looking at the general prices for earlier games... You're getting roughly 15 to 8 that both teams make 170. I think that, that's pretty solid. Okay, Richard Mann. Uh, Liam Livingston, surprisingly quiet in the Caribbean. Do you back him to turn it around? Does he merit a follow here? I'd probably watch him brief for me, actually. Um, he didn't look to be over the stomach upset that forced him out of the first couple of games in that series. Um, particularly in the third match, he still looked to be struggling. Um, bowled pretty well, actually. Probably should have bowled a bit more. But no, I wasn't taking with his batting. And it wouldn't surprise me if he just took a, a few games to settle in here and then obviously came good as we know he can. Just a quick word on Joe Clark as well. He's had a quiet start to this tournament. Because it was the same in the big bash in Australia recently. Dreadful start. And then he really kicked on and came good. So I wouldn't write him off yet. And I agree with Paul actually about Karachi here. Okay, anything on the side markets here, guys? Anything on man of the match? Barbara is, of course, top three performer um, in this in this one. Yeah, I'd probably just leave the man of the match quite a lot actually throughout this competition because the toss bias is so great that if you're on on the wrong side of it, you, you're almost chucking your slip away straight away. I think I just prefer to to back Baba for top batsman. To be honest. Uh, He's gone along quietly, hasn't he? Quite uh, What's his strike rate? 105. He's been pretty poor, but he's he looked in decent, Nick, and I suspect he'll come good in the coming weeks. They need him to come good. OK, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, I, I would be looking at man, the match probably for one of those opening batsmen um, for Karachi. Um, Bubba's generally quite short in that market, so maybe we'll swerve him. But just going back to what Rich said before as well, Joe Clark started big bash terribly. He ended up been a really cracking bet um, winning the top bats from the market several times in a row so um, he could be good value in a man of the match here okay thank you very much guys that is done stay tuned to see whether any of those make it into the best bets for now it's over to India versus West Indies in the ODI series which starts on Sunday India versus West Indies, Sunday, Ahmedabad, three matches. Very early show has West Indies at three to one on the exchange. Let's go to Tasneem Samakhan for some insight on this one. The entire ODI series between the West Indies and India is being played at Ahmedabad. And historically, Rahul Dravid has been the most successful batsman at the ground. But he has been followed swiftly by two West Indians, Sarwan and Gale, 
Clearly, top-order batsmen have the ability to do well there. Of current players, Kohli's averaging 37.5 from his four ODIs at the ground. However, in terms of visiting batsmen, Matthews, Guptill, Malik, and Dre Russ each have had successes in their respective matches. And while there's no particular trend between their batting styles and positions, this is probably a virtue of the infrequent nature of visiting ODIs at the ground in recent years. Of all 23 ODIs played at the ground, in a whopping 52% of them, opening batsmen were top scorers. 34% were number three batsmen, and making up just 13% of the top scorers were the middle over bats, playing either at number four or five. However, it's worth noting that those batsmen are A.B. de Villiers, Rohit Sharma, and Sarwan, so very much a case of the exception proving the rule there. Now, West Indies fans may be fearful at the thought of a tour in India owing to their poor reputation on spinning tracks. In the past year, of all capped West Indies players, only 10 batsmen have averaged over 20 in the format. Of these 10 batsmen, 9 have a spinner dismissal percentage of between 40 and 50%. The one batsman in the list who seems to have a greater capacity against spinners is Kyron Pollard. Only 36% of Kyron's dismissals came from spinners, giving him greater success, both in terms of self-preservation and runs, than his teammates against spinners. On a slightly perkier note, uh, it seems that the West Indies spin-up problems are not inherent, but rather come from deliveries in which the batsmen are caught short of the boundary. This probably indicates that the West Indies high-risk, high-reward, limited-overs ethos is at play, and there is always the chance of it generating a reward instead. Great stuff as usual, Tasneem Summer. Thank you. And straight to a lowdown with Hawkins. Thanks, Collins. How do India line up? How do they get this batting order sorted out? Can they fit Rohit, Dahan, Rahul and Kohli in? Well, maybe if they pick those as a front four. Then we go Pant, Yadav, Washington, Sunder. They're going to be very keen to get him back into the team because they've really struggled being without all-rounders. Shadal Thakur, Prashid Krishna, Yuz Chahal and Mohamed Suraj. West Indies, we think they might go like this. Hope King, Bravo, Puran, Brooks, Pollard, Shepard, Allen, Joseph, Hossein and Roach. Ahmedabad, Ahmedabad is a rebuilt stadium. Remember it from that T20 series, England versus India not so long ago, which did become a, a road eventually, so batsmen could be to the fore. Head to head, India have won 11, lost 3, tied 1 of the recent meetings. 2019 series between these two in India, it was a bit of a cracker actually, India won 2-1, but very high scoring and some really tight games. So let's hope for more of the same. Richard Mann, let's come to you. Talk us through that India lineup and West Indies and how they get on against spinners. Don't start me on West Indies against spinners, not after this last week. I think Ed's pretty much spot on there. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav's back in the squad as well, the, the left arm wrist spinner. And I think with West Indies struggling against spinner over the last few years, I think he'll get a go at some point. Him, him and Shahal maybe bowling in tandem. Look, the West Indies have struggled against spin for a couple of years now and in the recent T20 series Rashid was superb for England and really West Indies didn't know whether to stick or twist against him and they generally came unstuck and I think Moeen should have bowled a lot more in that series as well. Um, so I, I think that's where India will, will come up trumps in this series. I think spin will be the way to take down the West Indies and, and I do expect in, India to prove too strong. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, surely even you attempted by a bet on the West Indies at some stage during this series? I'm not really, to be honest. Um, look, fair play. I, they were brilliant against England. To win that series against England in the T20, 
really surprised me and fair play. But they're in India. Um, it's 50 overs, not 20 overs. And we remember what happened in their last 50 overs as they lost at home to Ireland. Uh, I think their bowlers will get absolutely destroyed out there. Um, I made a bad... You know, you don't like to say these things before seeing the pitch because sometimes they're slow. But that last T20 match there with, with England, there were 26s. And I just said this is a place where India could very well get 350 batting first, maybe even higher. And I'll be interested if the sixes line is where it usually is in 50 over games, like seven and a half, eight and a half. I think that's definitely an overs. Um, you know, India aren't perfect. There's many weaknesses in here. They're not, they're not full strength there either with their bowlers. But I think they'll be a class apart, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, are we going long on runs then, guys? Both teams for 270, that sort of bet? Not, not. I wouldn't do West Indies to get that. I think they could collapse against anybody, um, especially against spin. Um, I would rather do sixes, um, but for the West, I mean, you know, it's hard to say where the market's going to be. But if three to one, four to one is available, about three fifty for India, then I might be tempted with that. About in first. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Uh, sorry, Richard Mann. Anything from from you here? I think me and Paul are in agreement here, really. I just think, in, look, like Paul said, they did really well, the West Indies against England. But I think in T20 cricket, it suits them and they unearth its talent and they come out and play with freedom. But it's a different game, 50 over cricket. You've got to build an innings a little bit more. And I, I just, again, spin, I just don't see that happening, really. I think they've got a wonderful play at the top of the order in Shea Hope, but I'd, I'd worry about lower down until you get to Pollard. Um, so, no, I'd, I'd be the other way. I'd be short in runs when West Indies are batting. Okay, um, Ed Hawkins, you've got some names, some numbers, some top batsmen and some bowler markets for us. Yeah, this won't be particularly popular because it's Virat Kohli and he's always too short, but uh, we're expecting him to be value on your top run scorer market. Anything bigger than um, 11 to 4 is probably going to be a bet. He's winning 28.5% of the time last two and a half years. Uh, Rohit here. Uh, it's got a win rate of 25%. So he's had a dip. Remember, he used to be one of the best bets in this uh, format, but he's dipped over uh, the last two and a half years and should really be about three to one on how often he wins. Rishabh Pant, uh, he should be around about five to one. Now, he was batting at number four in that South Africa series, and that was great news for us because we had a winner on him. However, he's probably likely to be batting down at number five again. So keep an eye on his price, but anything better than fives is a wager. Yush Chahal and Kaldeep, as Richard mentioned, they could bowl in tandem. Well, Kaldeep has won, or returned rather, eight times out of 27, and Yush seven times out of 21. So price is going to be a bit tight, but we expect them to dominate. Uh, finally, for the West Indies, the two men to follow. Shy Hope, 12 wins from 42. Eustace in the T20, but this is his game. 28.5% win rate. And Alzari Joseph, 10 returns out of 24. So we might get some play on your top West Indies bowler market. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, who you suggest we follow out of those characters? So, for India, if Kuldi plays, but well, that's a big question mark, then I'd be tempted with him because he generally only ever plays on very suitable pitches and he is uh, got a return, as Ed just said. 
But to me, this is um, yet another case of looking down for value in West Indies' top run score market because, one, you just never know what like, what order they're going to play in. And these middle-order players often win. Um, I backed Romario Shepard yesterday at 100 to 1. They set him in at 3, and he didn't. Of course, he only got 6 runs, but you wouldn't mind 100 to 1, 6 to 1 shot on a number 3 batsman. Um, same thing often happens with him in 50 over cricket. He could well be like 50 to 1 plus, bang at 7. Holder has been 25 to 1 in some games recently, and he's more than capable of winning this. You know, I could very easily see West Indies getting under 200 runs here batting first and this market being one with 40. So it could easily be a number six, number seven. I mean, Akil Hussain's another one. He's 100 to one. He he tied a top scorer in T20 with um, Shepard last week. Okay, Richard Mann, anyone you like? Well, we're going to have some massive disagreement here. I think Shea Hope is, is, a, is a, going to be a knocking bet every time in this series. Um, like Ed says, too slow for, slow for T20 and only a strike rate of 74 in 50 over cricket. But that doesn't matter when you're betting on top top run scorer. Um, look, his average is 52 from 86 ODI matches. That's a terrific record. He averages 53 against India and 100 in India, albeit three of those matches were against Afghanistan. It's a terrific record. He looks certain to open the batting in what I think is a weak lineup, he plays spin well. I think he's got so much going for him. If you can get three, seven to two, I'll be backing him throughout the series. I can't believe you what top scorer in one, possibly two of those games. I, I'm really keen on him here. Okay. Any other business on the side markets, gents? Anything to look out for as the series progresses, perhaps? Well, now I'm on a roll. Darren Bravo's going to play, um, it seems likely, bat number four. Now, he, to me, hasn't been an international batsman for a long time. Big talking, big talking horse, wasn't he, earlier in his career? And he had a promising start, but he's he's just not the player he was. He only averages 30 in ODI cricket anyway. I'll be against him. I'll be short, shorting him on, on the runs line when he comes into bat. Okay, Paul? No, I'm good. I'm just really focusing on runs, I think, here in this series and trying to learn something as, as we go through. Paul Krishnamurti's got the runs. If ever there was a time to end, it's now. Right, over to the best bets. It's bets time. Scores, doors, please, Edward Hawkins. Yes, Paul Krishnamurti is plus 6.4. With one hand, we give the other taketh away. Richard Mann is minus six. We're still up a little bit. I uh, reckon we're about to really hit our straps. And I believe it is Richard Mann to start doing that. Right, I'll kick off with two units on Sheer Hope, top West Indies batsman in the first one-day international versus India. One unit on Alex Hales, top Islamabad batsman against Quetta. And I'll have one unit on UV Shahal, um, top India bowler in the first ODI. Um, one point on Alex Hales to be man of the match in Islamabad v Quetta. And I'm going to split sticks half a unit on Yuvi Shahal and Shikadawan, man of the match in the first ODI versus the West Indies. Yeah, and I'll have, um, depending on the, if they bat first, one unit on Islamabad to get 200 runs in the first innings against Quetta. And I'll finish up with a unit back in the PSL on Nassim Shah, top Quetta bowler against Islamabad. Two units on 
both teams to score 170 of 15 to 8 in Karachi Kings versus Peshawar Zalmi. All done then. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. Every PSL game is previewed there. We also have some free bet offers. Don't forget to join us next week for more best bets. See you then. <laughs>